0: Stand by to the floor in five, four, three, two, one. Coming to you live from the rich heartland of Altamont Springs, Florida, it's The Vic Show with Victor Bowers, brought to you by Super Channel WACX TV. Take it away. <laughs> Greetings. Hopefully this works. It's a big show. I shall wear a crown on the big show. That's right. Celebrate. Happy times. Okay. I'm wearing a jacket. I'm dignified. Oh, I have special glasses to put on. Hold on. Thanks to my neighbor, Steve. when the trumpet sounds when the trumpet sounds why am i singing parts i shall see his face See See amazing grace that's right oh yeah i got my c buttons here let's see You know today. Hey, Rick, is anybody else dancing? Just saying. I'll just leave the set. I'll get back. There you go. We shall wear a robe and a crown. Oh, oh Lord. It's, it's all now. To the big show. And thank you, Pastor C, for these glasses. I've seen you wear them literally thousands of times, and finally I felt the spirit to wear them today. Yeah, because we're going to preach about first things first, and the, what does that mean, and who, who does that apply to, and all that, all that. Is that time of the year, and first things first. We need to get our priorities in order, and uh, move forward. That's... What's on offer in the gospel, in the Bible? That's what we talk about here on the Vic Show. And uh, thanks, Pastor Steve, next door at the church, next door. Word of, word of faith. Word of faith. It's also the Word of Life, but not the Word of Life Church. Word of faith. Next store neighbor gave me um, one of my most favorite gifts. If anybody wants to ever get me a gift, one of the go to topics I like is far side calendar, far side comics. He gave me a far side desk calendar. So thank you Pastor Steve. I love it. And every day when I see something new pop up on the far side calendar, I'll think of you. And uh, God bless you. And Miss Cheryl, Sister Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, Brother Steve, Sister Cheryl. Yeah, good times. Welcome to the Vic show. Ah. Oh. Mr. Happy's right over here. Happy face. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the back of him. Um, mm-hmm. I knew, because this is the front side. This is what you pay for right here. Yes. But the way it always shows up, you know. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll put something on. If you want to be that way, I'll just make <laughs> put a happy face on you. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Either way. Oh, fun times. So, ladies, how are you back there behind the big machines? Great. Good, yeah. good. Very, Very cool. great. good. I saw y'all back in there on the moon, on the moonscape yeah, earlier. Yeah. Oh, nice. Dancing on the moon. Dancing in the clouds. Dancing <laughs> in the clouds. Dancing in the clouds. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> mm. It was still hot. Oh. That okay. Oh. oh, look at that. <laughs> oh. That's fancy. Those are fancy moves. <laughs> I've been practicing all morning. Mmm, Vic Show. Well, yeah. Um, hey, Rick, let's take a look at, at our beautiful new graphics we worked on, promoting the Vic Show on all the social media platforms, YouTube and um, Facebook. Nice. Yeah. Oh, look at that, Vic Show nice. on Facebook. Vic Show official on Instagram. On. And then official Vic Show there, uh, if you want that. Uh, the official Vic Show on TikTok. I just saw the cutest cat video on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's the only redeeming thing on there, really. But that's just my opinion. Don't ask me. Um <clears throat> there was actually something I'll I'll just give a shout out, and I don't know the name, um, but it was a tick, you know, you just go into on TikTok, you just It's addictive, just FYI, um, because it's just constant feeding of, uh, you know, stimulation, just constant stuff coming at you. But there was one on there where a lady talked about she bought an airline ticket. And when she got to the airport, she had been she had been bumped. She had been bumped from uh, her her airline, her flight, because they had overbooked. Mm -hmm. And we've probably all heard of that or experienced it, unfortunately, sometimes. They're overbooked, because they airlines oversell flights to, to guarantee their profit margins and stuff like that. But at the expense of consumers, which is you. And so anyway, on her TikTok thing, she mentioned that there are provisions in contracts when you buy a ticket from an airline that cover you. That unless you claim it, you have to claim it. And it's a legal provision, and she ta- she was an attorney, and she talked about it. But I didn't know that. Where you can claim up to four times the value of the t- wow. t- ticket price if you're bumped mm-hmm. from a flight at their at their behest, at the behest of the airline. Wow. Um, and usually they just try to offer you the next flight or give you a, you know pin, you know just throw pennies at you basically. Mm-hmm. But legally you have great recourse, but no one knows it because it's in the fine print on the ticket you buy. So just FYI, if that's just enough to give you information to research it, if you fly a lot, or you've been bumped once, and you, that's a painful experience, and yeah. messes up your day, and you feel very victimized, because they are taking advantage of you, mm-hmm. at, at, you know, um, for, their, for their benefit. Um, but there is legal recourse for the consumer. So I just wanted to share that, just off the top of the show. doesn't have anything to do with the Vic show, but it's just um, public service. How about that? It was nice. Yeah, thank time. you. You're welcome. Welcome. Yeah. See, you never know what's going to come at you on the Vic Show. Good or bad. <laughs> Hopefully, good. But yeah, um, any other business? I don't think we need to take care. Oh, I also wanted to give a shout out to my crew, Vic Show crew. <laughs> I'm, I'm <big>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thundering applause. They gave me an impromptu birthday uh, cake on the set last time, Yum. and. Um, I watched the replay. I was, I was, the sugar really went to my head, yeah. and I kind of lost my train of thought. And I was going to talk about the kingdom of God <laughs> and all these deep topics, and it just, all that just kind of fell off the shelf. And it was good. I watched the replay. If you w- watch it, if it's on YouTube or the, it, it's a funny show. Yeah. And um, we had cake, you know. And if you're on a diet, at least you can enjoy the cake by watching <laughs> us eat cake. And we had some cake up here, and it was delicious—Publix cake, which is my favorite. Unless it 's a, a red velvet cake uh, made by someone else and uh, in it, and um, it's still my birthday season and um, but she, I, but I know she's bu- but I know she 's busy <laughs> inside inside stuff um, anyway, I wanted to say thank you to the crew. It was very sweet and uh, to acknowledge Diane and Terry and Angie and Arente and Nathan and Rick and um, Mr. and Mrs. B for just all the opportunities that were given, but, um, it was our honor. Oh, yes, thank you. It was. Thank you. And it made for good TV. It's good TV. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, I, oh, why can't I just accept something without any hangers on anyway? Oh, <sighs> Lord, thank you for using broken people. Ooh, thank you for using all yeah, of us. And in, you know, th- in awesome. other words, Amen. Um, right. Um, right on, Terry. Right on. Yes. <laughs> Broken people. Broken people. First things first. First things first. Let me pull up my teacher's baton. Matthew six thirty three. In the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew is the first in the four Gospels we have in the New Testament, in the Bible. And uh, it's Jesus speaking and he makes a statement. It's it's the closing statement of a passage. And he says, but, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, And all these things will be added and given to you as well. Okay. You may have heard that in church as a popular, you've probably seen it on a coffee mug or you've seen it on a calendar or um, you've heard other TV preachers talking about it. What does that even mean though? Because it's very important. In fact, it's the most important thing uh, really in the scriptures. Everything in the scriptures points to kingdom, the kingdom of God. What is that? What is God? Who is God? And for heaven's sakes, so what's a kingdom? We live in a modern democratic society. We overthrew kings in the late 18th century here in America. In the West, we don't understand kingdoms. That sounds old school. That sounds like something on Netflix. Game of, Fam- Game of Thrones or something, you know, Camelot. What's that? What, King Arthur's Court, you know? Louis 16th. those were kings and kingdoms. Queen Elizabeth. Queen Victoria, all those things. The kingdoms of Middle-earth, you know, in, in um, Lord of the Rings. That's stuff in fairy tales or in superhero novels. Kingdoms. Death Star, the kingdom on, you know, Empire Strikes Back. That's a kingdom. Kingdoms are something of fiction, Victor. You know, you're, you're talking about something that sounds like you're talking about a movie, a kingdom of God. What is that? That's a very good question. very good question, and we're going to get into that. And righteousness, that's a more esoteric word. What is righteousness? That word sounds like it came from church. Well, you've probably heard it in church or in church circles, righteousness. And uh, these are words that can be people just don't know what to do with them. And so, but also there's another word in here that is the clincher. It's the one you stumble over and you can't deny it, but seek first. It's this one. Mm -hmm. This is what I think is vitally important. He didn't say, but seek his kingdom. He didn't say, when you get around to it, start looking for it and it'll be there because the kingdom of God is here. It's always been here. It's never not been here. Jesus tells us in the parable in uh, Matthew 13, the first parable, the first parable Jesus tells us of the kingdom is a sower went out and sowed his seed and it fell on every kind of soil. That is Jesus telling us God the Father from the creation foundation of the world scattered the seeds of the word. And we oftentimes in church think scattered the seeds of the preaching of the gospel No. That's a secondary word. The primary word is the living in fleshed word, scattering Christ, scattering the kingdom from the foundations of the word. A sower went out and scattered his seed over every type of soil. He scattered his seed all over the earth. All over the earth, he scattered the kingdom of God in Christ from the foundations of the world. So, the kingdom of God has always been here, it has never not been here. It was in the garden. Adam was set up as a king. In Genesis 1.26 and Genesis 1.28, God tells Adam to rule, take dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and have dominion over the earth. Be the great general manager of the earth, not to dominate, at the expense of the earth, but to have dominion like a good father and to raise up a household that is prosperous and healthy and happy and where you invest in your household for their benefit. And as they benefit, it all reflects on you being a good father. You see what, you see what I'm saying? That, that was the, rule of do, the role of dominion in the garden. That's what Adam was given. He was given the title of basically be the king of the domain of earth. God is the king in the domain of heaven and we are to be kings and queens, rulers over the domains of the earth. That's what He gave Adam. And by extension, Adam and Eve in Genesis 2. It's two become one and the one are two. So, it's it's not a male thing versus a female thing. It's together. Humanity in its maleness and its femaleness, was given dominion to rule over the earth for the earth's benefit. And when the earth benefits, we benefit, you see? But we lost it. We lost it through sin. We're like, God, we don't, we don't want to follow your rules. We see the, the, we see the tree over there, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We see all the tree of rules. We're going to take from the tree of rules and we'll decide what's good and we'll decide what's evil. God, it's up thanks, but no thanks. We'll do it ourselves. They did it, of course. And the first thing that entered after that act was great fear. They were afraid. When God showed up to have conversation with them and to hang out as he always did, they were afraid of him. Something had happened. They had broken God's first rule, which is seeking Him. Ah, Victor, Hmm, I never heard it like that. Well, you know what? I had not either until I just said it. Isn't that amazing? Adam and Eve's first role in the garden and primary role in the garden was to seek Him. And if they were seeking Him and waiting for Him to come to be there and have conversation every day and hang out for a little while, and then God would go on about His business. He wasn't there to dominate over them. And micro, God's not a micromanager. God longs to give you dominion over the places He's put you in charge. Just like He did Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. but they had to, But their response was to seek Him primarily first. And then everything else. You know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it was not forever excluded. It's just they were not to take from it. That did not mean they could not receive from it, but you can only receive something when it's been given. God had not given it to them yet. So they took something that was not theirs. And in so doing, they lost relationship with God and they lost knowledge of God because their knowledge of God was replaced with knowledge of good and evil. And when they lost knowledge of God, they stopped seeking Him. They couldn't seek Him. They'd lost knowledge of Him. They were now compelled and imprisoned to seek knowledge of good and evil. And we see how that turned out. In the next chapter, we read about murder. It's, it goes downhill quick. Anyway, so the kingdom of God has always been here; it never went anywhere. And we see it popping up in the Old Testament, here and there. Kingdom na- language here, kingdom language there. The Jews come out of Israel—excuse me—come out of Egypt and after after their um, slavery. And God becomes their king, their ruler, they are to be his people. And they basically reject it and say, well, we'll listen. we don't want to listen to you. We'll listen to Moses. You talk to Moses. Basically, you make him king and we'll listen to him. So God's like, okay, if that's the way you want it. And then later on down in the history, the kings do come about. God, they, in the prophet, with the prophet Samuel. Samuel is heartbroken when he realizes that the people, the Jews, did not want God to be their king or their judge They wanted a king like the other nations. They wanted to be like the rest of the group down the street. They wanted to be like everybody else on Instagram and YouTube. They wanted to be like all their neighbors. So God said, okay, Samuel, give them a king. So Samuel anointed Saul. That was a failure. Then Samuel anointed David. He had a good heart. He had a lot of broken places, but he he had a good heart. and, And God chose him. And then from David and Solomon, there was a few good years of a kingdom But then it imploded and the rest is history. Then around 2,000 years ago, something happens. And this baby's born. We just celebrated his birthday, Christmas time. And in Matthew, the Book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, it's kings that come looking for him. Wise men, kings. And there's another king that was not looking for him, that was clueless, and basic, it, and King King Herod wasn't really a king. He had he had not been born a king. He had basically bought the title from the Romans. He had prostituted himself out, and became a king in title and power. But no one listened. Up. He he was a king of his own making. And so, in the book of Matthew, we see a rivalry between kingdoms happening in the person of King Herod and in the person of this baby born from and Bethlehem from unknown people from an unknown place. Jesus, this baby, we see the coming together of two kingdoms. It's getting hot in here, you know, in the room of Jerusalem, in the room of what God's doing. And then Jesus goes into obscurity and grows up in Nazareth. We know the story, Jesus of Nazareth. There's a great movie about him, about his life. And then he... Starts preaching. And in his preaching, in his inaugural message to us, it's recorded in the book of Matthew. It's called the Beatitudes. You've probably heard of them too. The the, um, the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. It's It's his declaration. He's telling the constitution of the kingdom of God. He's telling it out. Most people think it's good flower language. They don't really understand it because it sounds bizarre. He's like, he's saying things that they had never heard before, but it was resonating with them, even though they were kind of bothered by it. Mm. Love your enemy. Wait, we were taught to hate our enemy. You say, love our enemy? Feed those who are hungry. Well, why don't why, I have to work for my food? Why do I have to feed them? Give money away. What kind of nonsense is that? I worked hard for this money. You want me to give it away? You want me to go the extra mile? You want me to What? I, he was preaching things that 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 were captivating yet they could not understand it. Jesus was talking about a new kind of kingdom. And a kingdom that would restore the earth from the inside out. It would restore the earth starting underground. There was a new kingdom. It wasn't going to come with tanks and and uh, bullets and guns and it wasn't even to come with peace treaties, because peace treaties never work, except for maybe a little bit. But then the time limit happens, and then there's a war that breaks out, because people won't back what, what they think they deserve. We all think we deserve to be king of the world. <laughs> but God's like, no, I'm king of the world, but I will give you power, and I will make you, you will become a king in the domain that I've given you. And in that, you will find happiness and peace and contentment. You'll find all the inward stuff that you cannot generate on your own. Your own, I will give it to you when you're in the right relationship with me, just like Adam had it. I will give it to you. But in Jesus the Christ, it's given to us more full. Anyway, So at the end of Matthew 6, 6, which is towards the end of the Beatitudes, the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes this statement, but seek first his kingdom. Seek first. Mm -hmm. Seek first. This is the clincher. First. You seek it, not second. You don't seek it eventually. Mm -hmm. You don't seek it after you've done all your necessary things like brushed your teeth Paid your bills, gone to work, did thirty minutes on the treadmill, fed your kids. You seek it first. <laughs> wow, Victor, that's severe. It, yeah, it is severe. It gets your attention, and that's the point. You seek it first. But you're like, Victor, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do that because. Okay, well, hold on. Before you start giving me takeaways, what does he promise? He says, if you seek him first, all these things will be given to you. Mm -hmm. But Victor, I don't know if I can trust that because I did that once or twice. I did something for somebody and they wound up breaking into my car and stealing everything inside. I wound up less off. I, I made myself vulnerable by honoring somebody or something bigger than myself and in the end they just took from me and then disappeared and I had no recourse and I don't want to put myself in that place again because it hurts and you're right on it does hurt but Jesus is a king Jesus is a Lord Jesus is a person that will not do that to you he's told you that in what he just preached prior love your enemy do good to those who hurt you and you'll see when you study the life of Jesus, he lived this out fully. He became that victim. He became that person just like you are. Someone who gave, gave and then the tables were turned in an instant and he was run down. He knows. So he's someone you can trust. And he invites you to trust him. And I know he knows it's a growing process and we're all in different levels. But this time of the year, I think it's great to start talking about this. The kingdom of God, even though it sounds very churchy, what is a kingdom? What is righteousness? Those are words that we don't really understand in my generation, much less probably even younger generations. What is that? It's something most important. It is what everything in this Bible points to. Everything Mm -hmm. is about a king and his domain where you can be a citizen. The kingdom is already here. It's always been here, as I said. And you're invited to become a citizen. And, in a, and, thing, and the thing with a king that we don't understand here in America, because we have a president, we have political parties, we have, of, we have a lot of dividing factors. In a democratic society, you do not, ha- you do not have family. You have factions, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, you know what I mean, Republicans, you have Senate, legislative, you have state governments, you have county governments, everybody's their own little king with dividing lines. Look at a map, you'll see all the divisions geographically. It's astounding. But when you have a king, and this is something you can see modeled for us, even though broken, now and today, turn on the news, read about Queen Elizabeth, or read about Prince Charles, or read about... We still are fascinated with this family dynamic of a monarchy that has no real power Except they have a lot of social power. They have a lot of social influence. They do have a lot of power not in a hardcore politics, but in great influence They do have a kingdom that still is up and running over a thousand years goes back to 1066. It's amazing Queen Elizabeth is an amazing woman still in her 90s It's still kicking around. It's wonderful. But we are fascinated by that because that is a family dynamic. That's the point. A kingdom implies this is a big family. And it starts with a great father who's the king. And He has a family, and He's inviting you into His family. He's not. Yes, we hear citizen of heaven, and that's what, how Paul talks about it when he's talking about in context of the Roman Empire, you're a citizen of the Roman Empire, and, G- and in Christ, you're a citizen of heaven, who's living down here. But Jesus takes it all the way home to kingdom, where He's the King, He was crowned. He was coronated on a cross, the crucifixion was His coronation. He wore a crown, He wore a robe. He was lifted high, and they all looked at him. That's what happens at coronations. (laughs) Right. His arms were outstretched. He was wearing a crown. He had a robe, and they were all standing, looking up. So you're invited into a kingdom, and this is where we're going to dive in deep for the next several times together. Anyway, I'm Victor Bowers here on The Vic Show, reporting in with my blazer telling you that with God, all things are possible.